Welcome back to Project XXX. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute. April? Was that the last time we've recorded something? I think so. Yeah, it's been a really long time, but we have a we're back with a new sexy format for you all. Yeah, so we're gonna be continuing with what we were doing before, which is kind of like, you know, a topic a week kind of thing, but we've also you know, we get bored of our own podcast. I'm sure you all are just as bored as we are. <laughs> um, so we're gonna be incorporating something new and in, in today. We're spicing it up. We are spicing it up. So no, we've, we've been ta- together for like over a year and we're gonna mix it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, we're gonna bring in someone else into the bedroom, <laughs> um, another format into the bedroom, another and experiment. yeah, let's see how it goes. Um, but we're gonna be—we've taken inspiration from other podcasts like Two Old Queens, where they're trying to find the gayest film possible. But obviously, you know, we're a sex podcast. We're a, oh, sorry, I'm so gassy. We're a sex <laughs> education podcast, so we want to try and find the horniest film we can possibly find. And that's really what I look for in uh, film watching. Is I, I mean, I, yeah. I want a horny moment. I need a horny moment in front of me. Yeah. To truly enjoy a film. Yeah, because I mean, we both watch films and then come back to each other and say, fucking hell, that film was horny. That film was <laughs> like so much sexual energy despite it being like the least sexy film mm. like they're so horny for no reason you say uh, that like we approach each other and have these academic chats when usually it's me texting you like i just saw the horniest film of all time <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know if you saw the horniest film of all time but we're trying to find out what the horniest film of all time exactly exactly so that's our that's our mission statement yeah we are here for you we're here we're clear we're gonna find the horniest one we can yeah so for our first episode of our new semester new series we're starting off with um magic mike magical michael magical michael the experience (laughs) the the legend the myth yeah Um, i had not ever seen this one before Mm -mm. um i've now watched it twice in a week yeah go on tell me tell me your your life experience with magical michael you know what's your knowledge what was your so I I'd, I'd also never seen Magical Michael. Um, it was my first time last night. I said, "Magic Mike, be gentle with me." It's my first time, and he he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> um, so obviously, I've heard the sort of rumours about Magic Mike about like it being you know women going and I mean I feel like you told me about it just like you know they found dildos in the theatres and all that kind of stuff, which. I don't yes, know. I find which, kind of hard to believe. But it might not be true. 
I do now realise, uh, in retrospect, that I that might have been Fifty Shades of Grey. It might not have been Magic Mike. Yeah. Mind. But the hype around Magic Mike when it came out was ridiculous. It yeah. was like mothers, you know, like um, soccer mums ripping off their t-shirts in cinemas and being like, "Oh my god, Shadow Tate, that's a six pack." Um, it was it was like the horniest film of the year. Yeah, one hundred percent. Which is quite shocking to me considering like once you've watched the film it's confusing why women flock to it for such horny purposes because the first i would say half an hour 45 minutes of the film quite horny quite a lot of horny action goes on yeah. in the film yeah but then it's sort of oh by the way if you're listening to this and you don't want to hear magic mike spoilers oh don't spoilers the whole way through <laughs> don't listen i mean no. you've you've turned onto a, a, a podcast about a film we put Magic like, Mike in the title. If you are annoyed about spoilers, that's your fault. That's not us. pause, sit down, watch Magic with Michael, and come back. Yeah. yeah. Watch it with this us. This is your moment. This is your moment. Um, welcome back now. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> How did you enjoy Magical Michael? Let us know your thoughts. Bring Wait, in. pause to hear their thoughts. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Call in now. Stupid um, thoughts. Um... Not as horny as I expected it to be. No, I think. and we we'll go through like a a full plot discussion and where I personally felt that horniness really tapered off. Mm. Um, but yeah, this definitely was not the um, the campy horny experience that I thought I was getting into with a Channing no. Tatum led film about male stripping. I, was I like, thought, what did you think it was going to be like? Okay, so from, again, like, adverts and things like that, it was all very glitter, it was all very six-packs, it was all very, like, campy. Mm. And I really did think it was going to be, like, the male strip of burlesque. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's going to be a bit over the top and a bit, like, silly, but it's going to have this kind of seedy undertone. Um, it wasn't. No. It, re- it, really, it really wasn't. What did you think? Yeah, probably quite similar. I just thought it'd be, like... Maybe he was sort of, yeah, burlesque mixed with, you know, the full Monty, yeah. that kind of vibe where, like, it's fun, it's sexy, you know, someone comes, a new guy comes in, and he's like, oh, I don't want to be a stripper. And then it's like his story of becoming a stripper and then getting, like, really successful. Yeah, but like, it's, yeah. and it is that, but only for the first half. And yeah. then after that, there's, like, a steady decline in interest <laughs> in interest i kind of switched off i'm not gonna lie I, oh I, should we do yeah. some like stat not stats but um i'll tell you some fun facts no i'm just gonna say you know magic mike it was released in 2012 mm. um the director was steven soderbergh and i have a lot to say to steven soderbergh i really do and um it stars channing tatum um it's loosely based on his pre-fame life as a stripper yeah because he i didn't know that but he is oh. a he is a producer um it's got matt bomer and alex pettifer and of course matthew mcconaughey mm-hmm. who says all right all right all right about ten thousand times during that movie i also have a lot to say to matthew mcconaughey um, <sighs> but only good things <laughs> only good things okay oh I also, yeah, just off the top, we have not discussed this yet. This is this is live and happening. We have not talked about our magic bike experiences no, to each other. Even though we talk constantly every single day about every <laughs> single experience we have, 
Um, we, we actually had we we had to keep this from each other, which we has did. been quite hard. So we don't know each other's opinions. And I mean, oh, it's going to be fun. Vaguely, I know what you think of it, <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. But we'll, we'll let's get to it. Yeah, let's get into it. So, okay, should we go? Should we do like a? Oh yeah, actually, as we were saying about Steven Soderbergh, a little bit of background info, because I was like, who is this man? Who is Steven Soderbergh? Is he, you know, noteworthy? Um, and yeah, kinda. He did Aaron Brockovich, a couple of the Ocean's Elevenses, you know, twelve and thirteen or whatever. Mm. So he kind of does make like serious drama slightly broad movies yeah um which again makes sense now i've seen it but didn't make sense to me before that he was making a male strip movie yes now i've seen it now you've seen it you're like oh fair enough it is a bro movie despite it being despite it being about male stripping which you would think would be like a woman movie I think that they very cleverly disguised a bro movie as a woman movie, as like yeah. a chick flick. And it is. I mean, I don't really, you know, I really like the term chick flick because anyone can watch those movies, but you know, the quote unquote chick flick, what, what is what you'd imagine it would be. And it is a bit, but it's also like drug, sex, rock and roll. But also not. But also not. <laughs> I wrote down, um, did you know that strippers are real people? is the vibe I got from the film. Yeah. Um, and a stripping drama. Yes, it is a stripping drama. It's a stripping drama. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the impression I got of it. It's mm. a drama about stripping. Which is kind of, I get the point of like trying to show the serious side of exotic dancing and entertainment and sex work. Mm. But, but like, it just seems so boring. <laughs> I don't know if that's just because I don't care. <laughs> okay, should we do like a should we do like a fun plot recap? Yes. Yeah, so basically, there's definitely going to be bits in it where I'm hazy because um, I did have two glasses of wine and I also didn't care towards the end. <laughs> um, but I think right at the beginning, mm-hmm. you see magic. What does it start with? Okay, so the very first scene is Matthew McConaughey. First, straight in, we see Malcolm McConaughey, and he is telling an all-female, wild-up audience that oh, they're not yeah. allowed to um, touch here. He's like, can you touch me here? No, 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 no. Um, and then he says, but actually, I don't see any cops in here, so you can all touch me where you like. Yeah, but I see some rule breakers. Yeah, very odd, um, but okay. Yeah, and we'll then it switches to... Mr. Tatum. Mr. Tatum stepping out of bed full nude. Full nude. I um, did gasp. I was <gasps> flaccid penis moment at uh, 1 minute 38 seconds. Oh, I didn't catch the flaccid penis moment. I know you love a flaccid penis moment. Love a flaccid penis. Um, flaccid penis moment, 1 minute 38 seconds. <laughs> um, and then you see the uh, the woman that he slept with and then you pan to the bed and there's the other woman he slept with another girl he is a player he is living the best life that you could want he is mm-hmm. waking up in his massive beachfront tampa florida house um with two sexy women in his bed yeah i mean what more could you want from what that really you want from Channing Tatum? um 
And then it kind of switches to him going to work at a construction site mm-hmm. where he this meets is, yes. Alex Pettifer, aka Adam, aka the kid. Yes, my childhood crush. Here he is. Yeah, did I did not realize how young he was in Wild Child because I looked him up afterwards. I was like, because they kept referring to him as nineteen. And I was like, I mean, Alex Pettifer can't be nineteen in this film. No, he's not nineteen, but he is like twenty-two, which means yeah. in Wild Child he was like barely eighteen. I remember him from Stormbreaker. That's where I fell in love with Alex Pettifer. Stormbreaker. I don't think Stormbreaker. I've ever seen Stormbreaker. Oh my God, he was like a child spy. Um, uh, I do love a child spy. Yeah, he was like a child spy, um, and he was like 15 in that. And now he is uh, all grown up, and he's this 19-year-old fuckboy who refuses to get a job and tells his sister, I'm not getting a job where I have to wear a tie because you know my rules about wearing a tie. Yeah, and he's currently sleeping on his sister's couch. Yes. Because he doesn't have anywhere else to go. He is a layabout, he is a bum who can only be saved with the magic of male stripping. The magic of Magic Mike. The magic of Magic Mike. That is the magic in Magic Mike. Yeah. Yeah. But then it fast forwards to, so his sister very kindly goes, hey, I'm going out to dinner with my boyfriend, Phil. Is his name Phil? I don't know. I did not write. I put tie-wearing boyfriend. Tie-wearing boyfriend. (laughs) You know, the opposite of her brother. And she's like, if you come to dinner with us, maybe he can get you a job. And then he yes. gets really bored partway through and then just like, because this, this tie wearing boyfriend's just talking about insurance the whole time. So yeah. he gets up and leaves and he walks down the street and he sees Mike. Magical Michael. Magical Michael. And he's like, hey, Mike, hey, Mike. And then can you let me into this club with you? And Mike's like, yeah, let's go into this club. Um, but you owe me one. So they get into this club and he's like, okay, you owe me one. They go- for two minutes before he pulls that favor out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I'd be like, hang on, I haven't, I haven't really reveled in the favor you've done for me first. But yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, and then he's like, go and talk to that girl over there, and he's all like, I don't want to go talk to that girl. What did I say? And he's like, go do it, pussy, basically. <laughs> um, then he goes over and he talks to them for a while, and then um, Ma- Mike comes over and he's like, hey guys, what are you doing? Here's some drinks, and then he's like, come to our show and hands them a flyer for this stripping show. And oh, there's a whole, they're a whole sorority. <clears throat> yeah, and, and she's just turned 21. Yeah. And then the kid's like, holy shit, you're a stripper. And he's like, yeah, I am, come to the show with us. And he's like, okay, I guess. The exquisite show, exquisite. Exquisite show. Yeah. Um, and then he goes along and then one of the, um, one of the dancers accidentally gets too drunk or something. Oh, Tarzan. Tarzan mm-hmm. gets passed out, so Mike's like, hey, get on stage. I hope you can dance. He just pushes him on and he just takes all his clothes off and then he like goes and makes out with that sorority girl. And then he gets loads of cash and then suddenly he's like part of a gang. And that, that bit made me gasp when he went out and made out with the, the, the customer. Yeah, I was like, that feels wrong. That's a no-no. And Matthew McConaughey was like, that's a no-no. <laughs> yeah. He was not happy. He was like, don't kiss the girls. And they made a really good point, which I think was kind of written off as a joke. It was supposed to be a joke. But someone goes, yeah, don't kiss the customers because what about herpes? And they kind of all go, <laughs> they're like, that's a good point. It's a good point. You... What, what if you get herpes? What would be a real you... shame. It would be a shame. Okay. Then, he's in the gang. He's one of them. Yeah. They're having fun. 
there's, uh, there's a lot of montages. A lot of this film is stripping montages, which sounds like it would be great, but it's... I, I did want more. I wanted full scenes. Um, yeah. We, we have a stripping montage, um, which is quite sexy. Like, um, someone's a, um, like a cop, no, not a cop, um, a fireman. Someone's like a sailor. There's all big strip routines. I like the Matt Bomer one where he's dressed as a Ken doll. Yeah, that like one's good. Robots out. That's hot. I personally like the one with that guy. You see it earlier on where he's pumping his dick up in the changing room. <gasps> the penis pump. We forgot to mention the penis pump. The penis pump. Like, it's a very long scene and a very long penis yeah. in that pump. But then oh, he yes. comes out and does like that Big sexy thing with that... Um, he's like behind a screen and this one woman's on stage looking at him and he does like a sexy strip and then you see the shadow of his penis and you just see the woman's like jaw drop and it's huge it's I like mean, down I, to his knees yeah it's like a, a prosthetic penis unless joe maginelli or whatever his name is is packing heat but yeah big dick richie oh and, and then also sorry no you can also have this amazing no homo moment in the dressing room before they accept Alex Pettifer into their gang, where first of all they offer him a joint and he refuses and they accuse him of being a cop. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, then Tarzan, the really big guy, he's like, massages this oil into my leg. And there's like, Alex Pettifer is having a breakdown because he does not want to touch this other man. Um, but eventually he does it and all the bros are like, ha ha ha, you did it, uh, it's silly, nah. no homo, you're in the gap. Yeah. Which is a great moment. Um, it's full of it's full of no homos. For, it's really full for, of no homos. For a movie about lots of men being naked and oily together. It's very <laughs> it's the straightest movie. It's I've very ever seen. straight. <laughs> it's so it, you just feel like it's gonna be camp. You feel like it's gonna be homo. But it's just not. It's just not. It's it is it is one of the straightest films I've ever seen. I did write in my notes. It's very straight <laughs> and underlined it. <laughs> it's clearly for straight women and straight men. The men come for the drama. Do they? Oh no. I don't think men watch this movie. Who is this film for? Who is Magic Mike for? I don't I mean I guess it's for like mums. Yeah. It feels like a movie that mums would watch. It's not it's not Mamma Mia, is it? No. Anyway, okay. Let's let's keep plot. We'll we'll come back to it all. Let's keep plot devising. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So we've had our montage. He's part of the crew. He can dance now, magically. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. He's like Channing Tatum's best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, They're... no homo. They jump into the the bridge, and Alex Pettifer goes, Mike. I think we should be best friends. And Mike's like. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, um, after they've just been like sexing pretty girls together in the same room. Yeah, yeah. Which is also no homo if you don't make eye contact. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. Um, then there's a no homo dance training scene with Matthew McConaughey and Alex Pettifer where they like grind their crotches against each other, but it's no homo. Um, yeah. Just bros being bros. No homo at all. Oh, and then there's a thong shopping scene, which again is just bros being bros. No homo. They're just shopping for thongs. I mean, I do like the. There is there is some merit to straight dudes being no homo, but 
being oh, yeah. so close to each other. I do like it. I think, oh, yeah. you know, good for them that they're, they're, they're comfortable. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm glad that they feel comfortable enough to grind upon each other and it not be a sexual thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It seems like a shame, but it's, but, I'm, I'm glad for them. It just really is like a big rubber stamp across the screen comes up and it says, no hobo. Whatever yeah. you're seeing right now is not gay, it's straight. This is a serious stripping drama. Yeah. Um, so what happens after that? I think this is where- I've just read so, I've read so many notes. I've written so many notes of just being like, no homo, why is it not gay? <laughs> why is it not camp? Um, so I don't even know where my, my notes about the plot have gone. Oh, I watched it yesterday. So let's see if I oh. can remember. So basically, okay. this is where it takes a downfall. Isn't yes. it? Yes. So Alex Pettifer gets introduced to drugs at a party. So mm. I think they're celebrating opening a Miami branch. Oh, is it? Is it not that um, they have a house party during a hurricane? Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're celebrating the Miami branch thing. Mm, mm. Yeah, having a house party during a hurricane, and then Alex Pettifer walks into a room. Oh no, Alex Pettifer like sees a hot girl, and he, she's, he's like, "Who's she?" And Chai Tajim's like don't even go there she's bad <laughs> yeah and then they like i guess she convinces him to do drugs with her and they go into a room where like one of the strippers is with his wife and then <laughs> she's got her tits oh, out oh god the tits bit i, I skipped over this bit <laughs> when i rewatched it yesterday because i was like i don't care about this house type um i forgot about the tits bit yeah he's like are oh, my wife's tits amazing and he's like yeah they are nice and she he's like touch them also, I don't love that bit where he's like touched them and he doesn't even ask her if. That is like a weird. She is not your property, man. Uh, There's uh, a very uh, weird relationship with women in this <laughs> film, which we will we will discuss because I have some thoughts. Um, yeah, me too. The women are treated very strange in this film. Yeah, I think it was it's just very odd the way he was like, "Hey, touch was my it... touch my wife's boobies." Yeah, was it Matt Bomer? Was it his character who was doing? No, I think it was oh, no. the um. Oh, Adam um, Rodri Adam Rodri Adam Rodriguez. Yes, that bit is very strange. They're very weird about women in Magic mm. Mike. Um, we will discuss. Um, yeah. Um, so we, we do quickly see Channing Tatum in business glasses. <gasps> he looks really hot in the business <laughs> scene, and I don't really know. And I do really enjoy how flustered yeah. that bank lady got over him. Yeah. Like she could, she couldn't even make eye contact with him, <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to either. He, was like, he literally is just like this hulking man in this like very tight fitted grey suit and then he's wearing these tiny little silver gl round glasses and it's that's the most erotic moment in the film yeah I think so <laughs> Channing Tatum's business glasses is the most erotic moment in Magic Mike also I'd like to take a minute to talk about Channing Tatum <laughs> yes I also have a lot to say about Channing Tatum <laughs> when I was younger mm -hmm. and everyone was like Channing Tatum I think I was trying to be a bit like hashtag different mm -hmm. and I was like I don't see it I don't get it I don't understand why people find Channing Tatum now I'm a mature grown-up mm -hmm. you know with mature tastes I I know I'm not naive like I used to be <laughs> I am naive but just in a different way <laughs> I get it I you really it? I really do get it he's so hot I wrote down is Channing Tatum hot the answer is yes. Yes, yes he is. In some angles, he really does look like a very um, neat, 
like man. <laughs> he wow. Has, like, he looks like um, a meat man. <laughs> he looks like a meat man. He has kind of like a meaty quality to him, which I don't necessarily love. Um, you know, it's kind of like a square head and neck situation that kind of makes him uh, look a bit crazy. But then from other angles, I'm like, here we go. Here he mm, is. Mm -hmm. And he, he seems to me like he's like sweet and innocent, big and muscular. Yeah, yeah. he just kind of seems... I mean, I, I think Channing Tatum seems lovely. He seems, yeah, he seems like, a, like a really good guy. A real stand-up fella. And, he, and you know what? He is hot and he can fucking dance. Like the yeah. man can dance. When he was like humping and when and we'll get onto it a bit later, but when the sister sees Channing Tatum <laughs> she she cannot cope. She pretends not to see it. She, um, she walks her whap right out of that club. Yeah. Home. But um, continuing with the plot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Channing Tatum's business classes. Then, oh, then we have peak straight culture is Channing Tatum dressed as Marilyn Monroe teabagging Alex Petitka while he sleeps. Yes, I wrote this down as well. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe outfit? Question mark. <laughs> Which I, I love that he put together this entire outfit at seven in the morning and then... Just takes it off. <laughs> takes it off and leaves it somewhere. Um, um, but where are we up in the story? So he goes and he does he does drugs. He does... Oh yeah, I forgot they did drugs. They did drugs. They do do drugs. And then is it before or after the Fourth of July party that he they go to that sorority house so as police officers? After. Yeah, so they go to okay. the Fourth of July party and it's on an island. It's like on a sand bank. And Channing Tatum and Alex Pettifer's sister start like chatting each other up and like fancy each other. Yeah. Um, and then there's the iconic 4th of July dance routine where they're all dressed as soldiers. Uh huh. Which is sexy, apart from it's very out of time. <laughs> and I'm, upon second watch, I was like, none of these bitches are dancing in time. <laughs> um, I guess it's hard because the music wouldn't have actually they've overlaid the music on top of it no but they're not in time with each other hmm that is confusing they, they i don't know how much rehearsal or training they have for these dance routines so it didn't seem like a lot <laughs> they, no. they were all quite out of time um and then it's the house party sorority yeah so this is where it kind of starts to take a really really dark, dark turn. turn so they go to this house party they pretend they're police officers which i believe is a felony but whatever oh, yeah, it's uh, a sexy stripper thing but it's a sexy stripper thing they go in and they make the birthday girl or whoever stand against the wall and oh he says ma'am do you have anything that is sharp and they poke me and then she's like no and he's like well i do <laughs> then he rips off his trousers yeah he's wearing a thong and a, and a cop hat it, yeah that's, yeah. I wanted more of that. That's very campy stripper nonsense. And I, I did want more of that. Mm. Um, and then Alex Pettifer, or mm -hmm. the kid, or Adam, he makes out with that girl mm -hmm. and he gives her ecstasy mm. at the same time, which causes her boyfriend to come and smash her over the head with a bottle and they have to leave very quickly. Um, and they don't get the money and... They leave behind his bag, which then, which Alex Pettifer then reveals has a fuck ton of drugs in. Because mm -hmm, he, he got the pills from the DJ at the strip club. 
right? Maybe? Or was it from <laughs> someone else? Yeah. The DJ? I think it's the DJ and someone else. I don't think it's really important. But anyway, he bought a shit ton of drugs to sell to customers and then he left this whole bag out of sorority house. And they also didn't pick up the money for the gig either. No. So he then wow. tells Channing Tatum in the car, hey, we have to go back. I've left my bag. And he's like, like, what is that important in your bag that we have to go back? He's like, a thousand pounds worth of drugs. Mm. And he's like, holy shit, what are we going to do? And he's like, a thousand pounds, it's fine. I've already gotten some money from the, Mi the new Miami opening. You know, he's... Um, whatever his name is, Mike, Matthew McConaughey's character has given me some equity. So oh, it's Dallas. fine. Dallas. So he's like, it's fine. I can get a grand. It's no big issue. And Chang yeah. was like, okay, fine. You deal with it. That's not my issue. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's also a bit like, disappointed and you forget to for the drugs. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's hard to remember what happens after that. Because okay. this is when I switched it really off. tapering, tapering out at this point. Um, I think basically Chang Tatum's pissed because he realizes that Matthew McConaughey is never gonna like split the money fairly with Channing Tatum and it's all gonna go wrong. And also then the people who the drug dealer people who sold Alex Hutter for the pills break into Channing Tatum's house for some reason and Smash start smashing up everything. And it turns out that he, that Alex Pettifer actually owes $10,000, not $1,000. So Channing Tatum gives his life savings that he saved up so he can get out of the- Stripping business. The strippers business. He gives all that money to them to get Alex Pettifer out of debt. And then there's an iconic Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey um, strip <laughs> dance. He does, this is his one dance in the whole film. He, has, he doesn't perform before then. And he does it to Dr. Love by Kiss, and it's very horny. And it's campy. It's the I don't remember that. Camp. Oh, that's, that's the only good bit at the end. <laughs> so, I was, he's, he's, I was so logged off towards the end of the film. He's, uh, he's sitting on the stage with a guitar and he's going, Oh shit, yes, I, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. And then he smashes the guitar. And then he smashes the guitar and then he blows fire and then he <coughs> takes all his clothes off and he's like a golden god. Yes. Um, and then, um, okay, and then, yeah. So Channing Tatum's like, Matthew McConaughey's never gonna give me any money when we get to this, when we go to Miami, so I quit. So he walks out um, and Matthew McConaughey comes back in from the strip show and he's like, where's Magic Mike? And they're like, he's gone. So Alex Pettifer gets um, promoted to, to lead Stripman. And... Which is just crazy to me because <laughs> yeah. he was by far the worst <laughs> of all of them. And if I was Big Dick Rick, I'd be like, bruh, why am I lead Stripman? But anyway. Um, yeah, because I'd get it if Mike, I'd get it. Mike, he's a fucking fan, you know, Chang Tatum is a fantastic dancer. He's a sexy dude. I get it. If he's if he's head stripper, I get it. But Alex Pettifer, I mean, 19 come year old. on. Yeah. yeah, no, I wasn't about it. Um, and then I just wrote heterosexual ending because <laughs> Channing Tatum drives over to Alex Pettifer's sister's house and is like, I quit stripping for good. I'm going to make something good of myself. And she's like, 
I finally approve, and now I will have sex with you. And then it ends. Yeah, I do like the <laughs> ending, to be fair. She's <gasps> like, she's like, no, 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 no. like, <laughs> don't, they sound so... <laughs> <laughs> I just really didn't. I thought it was so dumb. But I quite like the bit where you know she's like, "I've heard about this like breakfast place, and we should go oh, yeah. to, but it doesn't open until six a.m." And he's like, 6 a.m. I was like seven hours away. What are we gonna do with seven hours?" She's like, "What are we gonna do with seven hours?" What could we, she goes? What could we do with seven hours? And then and then Magic like, <laughs> and he like he like puts his hand on hers and they're like it's like directed by Stephen. Someone, what's his name? Soddenberg, I don't know. Soddenberg, oh. I mean, I did think it was quite a funny, like, what could we do? That's very horny. You cannot tell me that's not a very horny line. But it was, oh, wait, I just didn't find it horny because I was like, okay. <laughs> I just kind of shut my laptop. I was like, like, fuck, that was over. And I wasn't very happy about him driving over to her house at the end because to me, that really was shoehorned in you know if he yeah. if we'd have had like an ending where he's <clears throat> hammering up his sign to his custom furniture business on the front of a shop two months later you know that would have been a successful ending but... yeah but i guess the whole like romance that they built up between them would have been for nothing i also did not care about the romance that okay and that is magic mike um... I'm sorry that's taken us like 20 minutes. So you might as well. You could have almost just watched the film in that time. But but don't and you that... just love a much more convoluted and almost wrong? I mean, I think a Rambling. lot of I think a lot of the the um, events that took place and we just said were in the complete wrong order. You know what the events took place. I also think that it shows that it's a kind of odd rambly film. The fact that you can kind of switch around scenes and it probably wouldn't make much of a difference yeah it's yeah there are definitely <laughs> bits in it that could have happened at almost any point of the film yeah it's just i don't even know where to begin i don't know where to begin well let's begin with okay so i've written down some categories okay, okay. that we should that we could discuss yeah so is there a higher ratio of sex chat to actual sex i think this marks a horny film you know do they actually talk about having sex more than they actually have sex? Because, you know, there's nothing more horny than talking about sex. Because when you're having sex, you're not really horny. I mean, you are horny, but you're not horny for the experience of having sex because you're already having sex. Like you know I mean? sexual tension? Yeah. Like, are you talking about it more than you're actually doing it? Okay, are you okay. building up that horniness? And I think, yes, in my opinion, yes. Do you think Magic Mike builds a horny atmosphere through... Script. Well, I mean, the fact that, like, um, there's a lot of teasing, you know, the it, fact that they're just, yeah. you know, they're, they're emulating sex or grinding, they're getting on top of women, they're grabbing women, there's lots of horny oh, yeah. action. And Is also. There actually a sex scene in the whole film? No, uh, yes. V a vague sex scene the night after the. Uh, after Adam first strips him and mike both have sex with two women oh yeah but, but you don't really very alluded see it it's to... you know it's like fun lighting and like and weird angles weird camera angle yeah and it's just full of bodies on top of each other yeah there's no like hot passionate sex scenes no this. there's a lot more talking about sex than there actually is sex i mean they're like he meets up with joanna and he talks about a threesome mm. you know he 
they get on stage in their little sexy outfits and they make the women fantasize about shagging them. Yeah. That's pretty and, horny you know, to me. Loads of women with their legs behind their heads. And like, <clears throat> yeah. You know, lots of um, simulated oral pleasure on mm -hmm, stage. Mm -hmm. um, but no actual sex. Yeah. No okay. actual sex. Okay. I think that's a pretty horny thing to do. Um, are there any phallic symbols or euphemisms? Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, so, yes. So, firstly, I don't know if it's really a phallic symbol or a euphemism, but firstly, the guy gets his dick out and pumps it in the changing room. We already discussed. It's not really a phallic I mean, symbol, that's just the dick. Even before then, we have full Channing Tatum's glass of penis. Yeah. We're literally a minute into the film, a minute and a half into the film. Mm -hmm. We've got bare, bare penis, and then instantly followed up by bare butt and bare breasts yeah and that's the only nudity in the whole film unless you count apart from the penis pump apart from the penis pump and apart from just like you know them being semi-nude all the men are semi-nude yeah, basically yeah. all there's the time thongs. yeah yeah um there's the stroking in the um it's raining men scene they stroke their umbrellas like it's their cocks they do they do um and in the fourth of july scene mm -hmm. they, they pretend guns. they pretend they're dicks like machine guns they do they do which is you know pretty phallic a lot of uh, euphemisms uh, there that's pretty funny uh, also both Chang tatum and then later alex Pettiford both purchase large black shiny trucks that have huge like long trailers at the back and it's like a it's like a symbol of wealth and power <clears throat> and stripper money yeah, absolutely. This, uh, big penis car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How horny are the costumes? I mean, oh, unbelievably oh. horny. They're horny. There's a thong shopping scene in this film. I mean, again, I will argue, is very unsexy. This thong shopping scene. It could have been better, but it, it was. I would have two, liked to see like two bros a, hanging out. Like. You know, I would have loved to see with a thong shopping scene. Like, trying on montage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where, he, where he comes out, or Alex Petford comes out, and Charlie Tate is like, mm, yeah, he's like, nah. Discard, keep, yeah. And he goes, like, mm hmm. And he like crosses his arms and like nods his head. Yeah, I there's fucking like a, love that. a two a boot montage scene. I would have also loved that. Um, you know, he could kind of come out with one of those like comedy elephant songs, and then like, no, <clears> that's too silly. But because they do do that a little bit, he picks up like a novelty song, and Charlie Tatum's like, Nah, that's Dallas. Don't want like that's not your scene. You should go for a, I don't know, a classic gold LeMay one. <laughs> I don't know what a classic yeah. gold stripper thong is, but um, he does, doesn't he? He goes for like a gold LeMay thong and a uh, captain's hat because then yes, um, his, his sister, sister finds it and uh -huh. is like, oh, you know, I don't mind your preferences. And then Alex Patrick is like, whoa, 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 preferences? Hey, no homo, no homo. I'm just a male stripper. <laughs> I mean, the weirdest reaction she she had was that she told see she he told her about the show, and then she was like, "Okay, I know what a really normal thing to do is go <laughs> to see." Out. I I simply would not. Um, I... But then she goes to the strip club. She sees her brother, mm. but then she sees Channing Tatum perform. And she can't cope. She can't cope. She's like, she's like, she starts off all like, and then she goes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
and she's like looking around and smiling and she's like and then she kind of gets a grip of herself and she like leaves but there's well, a moment she gets, she gets the grump because he's like pumping women and like grinding on other women and it looks like she's kind of going huh i want him to do that to me i'm grumpy i'm gonna leave that's the oh okay i thought that she was like oh no i'm losing myself a little bit too much to this I don't want any. I don't want Channing Tatum to think that I'm actually horny for him or horny for this experience. I'm gonna leave before I yeah yeah I was get too into too. it. But then I think she also saw him like simulating sex and other women. She mm-hmm. was like, "This is too much. I simply have to leave." <clears throat> is there any hot horny nudity that is not in a sex scene? Yes, so much yes, of it. We have- I would also like to say that these categories are not ones that I created specifically for Magic Mike, but mm. just funnily enough. Magic Mike hits the... So much of it, you know, yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of horny nudity that's not in a sex scene. I mean, the first entrance of Channing Tatum, he is completely naked. naked. I mean, and it's very horny nudity. I was horny for it. I was very... You know how I feel about a flaccid penis. Yeah. um, I was very excited. um, I mean, he's hot. He's just finished having sex. It's horny. Um, And also just like in the changing room. You see a lot of sexy nude bodies. A lot of oil being rubbed into um, into abs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of like weightlifting throws backstage. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, a lot of th- so many thongs. So there's a lot of a lot of butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. Is there? It's, it's a good time. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, there is a lot of horny nudity. I mean, there's not a lot of clothes in this film. Full stop. No. I mean, the most the most clothed character is Adam's sister. And Phil, yeah. obviously, but Phil is so irrelevant. Um, yeah, tie wearer, yes. Yes, so, um, yeah, obviously she, she wears, like, her little medical assistant outfit and oh, yeah. she wears full clothes, but also she gets in a bikini in the film and she wears some little short shorts, so, I mean, like, no one yeah, is really just that fully dressed. She, she covers up her body and responds herself, unlike the bad girl who wears slutty clothes and gives you drugs. Yeah. <laughs> just a, just oh yeah. A how how are thoughts. we how are we feeling about the women in this film? <laughs> okay. So uh, when I first watched this, like my first watch last week, I was watching it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is it's, it's um, not making fun of women's desires and sexual, you know, fantasies with male mm-hmm. strippers. It's women have lines that aren't. Actually, it does not pass the Bechdel test. I don't think two women talk to each other about anything that's not men. I don't think two women talk to each other. I, apart from the two sorority girls, but do they talk to each Do we see them talking to each other? Maybe, like, from afar. I don't think we mm. actually... Oh, oh, actually, the only other conversation we have is between Joanna and Brooke, Adam's sister. And Joanna's oh, yeah. the one that um, Mike's been having sex with. Um, where she's like, oh, hi... And she tries to show her, she's like, oh my god, is that a tattoo? And then Brooke like, covers up her tattoos and oh, stuff because yeah. she's embarrassed. She's very touchy-feely because she thinks it's like another threesome situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there isn't a lot of dialogue in with women at all. And I guess it's not about women, this film. It's about male strippers. Yes. And but... I think that I would be annoyed if there was a female... Uh, female oh god who am i a, win- a, a, stri- a film about women stripping and there was like you know 10 minute long things yeah i would be like why 
so I yes. get it. I mean, it's not about the women in the film, but also, however, <clears throat> the women are just kind of there. They the decor- women who are in this film really are like the three archetypes of women in film. If you see what I mean, like Brooke's like the good girl who is the romantic, you know, interest, and she doesn't really have any other purpose apart from to nag her brother and flirt with Chang Tatum. Yeah, um, that is her whole role. Yeah, we don't hear about her like. We hear a lot about Chang Tatum's hopes and dreams, but nothing about hers. Um, then we have bad girl, drug girl, who Which... wears like slutty little dresses and makes you do bad things because she's bad. Yeah, I don't even know what her name is. No, we literally learn nothing about her apart from she's bad. <laughs> um, Does she even speak? I, I feel like, no, but maybe for a sec. Maybe she says like one line, but she doesn't have much to do. No. Um, and then we have housewife robot who just sits there and gets her tits out and doesn't say anything. Yeah. Well, and we have Joanna. Oh, uh, of course. But Joanna's kind of. Joanna. I don't know where Joanna fits. I mean, she's the most dynamic of all of the women characters, isn't she? Really. Yeah. Like you know, she's she's a student, but she's also empowered by her sex. But and she also has like a mysterious background because it turns out she's engaged. I presume the entire time. Oh yeah, what is that about? <laughs> just the, the the Joanna character is very strange to me, and her plot is also very strange. But I guess at least she has a interesting, strange plotline. Yeah, yeah. Like she's not just magic, magic mics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's not just mics like plaything. No, but I also completely forgot about her, and I only watched it yesterday. Yeah, and I do like her, I like, do <laughs> so- like that she's like a queer icon as well. She is a queer icon, she is a bisexual icon, and for that we do have to stand. Yeah. For a very no-homo film, it's nice to see some... Uh, lady homo. Some lady homo. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I Oh, just... and then also the other two women we meet by name are called like Portia and Diamond or something, right at the beginning, and then mm. Chang Tatum is like, hey kid, if you have to, if a, if a girl tells you that her name starts with a car or a flower or a rock, you don't have to ask what her job is. I didn't love that bit. I didn't <laughs> no. love that bit. I mean, it's I very, like, it's very presumptuous. <laughs> um, because firstly, not everyone, not every woman who has those names will be a sex worker. I don't know. It just felt, I, I, it, it felt weird of... and negative to me in, yeah. in a way that I just didn't like. And it did make me laugh, but kind of like, oh, <laughs> what <laughs> do you know what I mean it's yeah. just a strange joke which kind of is funny if you were in on the joke but at that moment of the film I didn't feel like I was in on the joke because we, we weren't in the stripper community yet yeah so I it just kind of felt like we were just taking the piss yeah it, it felt I can't really put my finger on why it made me feel a bit like ugh but it did I don't know it was just a bit weird because there wasn't anything innately bad about it. like he didn't actually say anything bad about sex workers and also he knew that they were sex workers yeah, as well he knew them. so they, they did laugh when he asked what their job was they were like the strippers obviously but or sex workers of some description oh, yeah yeah but um it was a weird that was a weird moment yeah moment. so i think okay this brings me on to steven soderbergh yeah <laughs> again we're back to discuss because uh-huh what was he doing <laughs> when, he, when he made this film because in my opinion 
it's just he just seems like a very strange director to be making a film about the world of male stripping because he really does make it very serious not very sexy not campy it's, it's a stripping drama and he also really seems to have this obsession with making it very straight very no homo mm. like, there's just so many moments of no homo no homo i think i wrote down those like four no homo alerts in 10 minutes because you've got <laughs> you've got i think we should be best friends then the dance training then thong shopping and then when he's alex pedford shaving his legs and he's like hey preferences no i'm a male stripper i don't have gay preferences um and also his sister's like why the fuck are you shaving your legs yeah like calm down like straight dudes can shave their legs too it is that, but that is stuff like that that's in the film like they've managed to make alex for shaving his legs and then being confronted by his sister finding his collection of thongs a serious uncampy moment yeah and it's almost impressive how many camp absurd non- sexy nonsense was happening in this film and Steven Soderbergh decided to direct it as serious <laughs> yeah it was very strange it was just too serious to be that horny yeah there was there wasn't really a moment in it where I was like va va voom apart from maybe seeing Channing Tatum dance that one time where he came out to um pony okay so I want to say that I didn't enjoy Terry Tatum's routines, performances. Oh my god. Because even though he is a very talented dancer, I just find it a bit cringe. Fair enough, I get that. <laughs> I just found it all a bit cringe. I also wrote down, what is a sexy men's shoe? What is a sexy men's shoe? Because this whole way through this film, I couldn't stop looking at their shoes that they were wearing. Because what shoes do you wear when you're stripping on stage? And a lot of the shoes that the people have got on here, they're not sexy. And then sometimes <clears throat> Channing Tatum is barefoot. And I also didn't find that sexy. I don't know. So what's, what is a sexy men's shoe? Because obviously lady strippers can wear heels. Yeah, it's kind of more of a understood, you know, this, is a, this is a sexy stripper shoe. <laughs> what's a sexy women? man shoe? You could wear a brogue and then the thong. You know? No, that would look wrong. I mean, personally, I think they should wear like thigh high boots, but I think like maybe like a military boot would be hot. Military boots. Do it with some some costumes. Military boots. I mean, barefoot. I guess. I mean, I don't mind like a, a high top sneaker. That's fine. Um... <laughs> I no, I don't know. It's just that he's in one of the scenes. He's like completely nude, apart from like in a little thong thing. And then he's wearing these like chunky dad trainers. <laughs> I was like, what is happening at the bottom here? Oh. But, but what sexy shoe could they put him in? What, what is a sexy men's shoe? What is a sexy men's shoe? I don't know. If anyone has any answers, maybe we'll put a poll up on our Instagram or Call something. Call me now. What is, a, what is a sexy men's shoe? Because um, I don't know. I don't know either. And you know who also doesn't know? <laughs> the magic mic costume department no i might ask some men that i know yeah ask, i don't know any men so i don't know who to ask but you ask men <laughs> what shoes do they wear and are they sexy i will i'll i'll get back to you okay. yeah okay so do you want to give me like three top magical magical moments 
Magical Michael moments. Magical Michael moments. Okay. I I personally loved the bit where he goes to the bank mm -hmm. and the flustered woman. Oh, we haven't even talked about that that much, but it was such a good scene where he goes and he like he like walks in. I mean, we have. I mean, he's looked all sexy with his tiny glasses, and this <laughs> yeah. like middle-aged woman is like, um, uh, um I. Uh, it, it, he walks in and he's like, oh my god, I love your necklace. Is it vintage? Kind of like me does. And she's like, oh, oh my god, uh, uh, I think it's just from Target. I don't know. My sister got it for me. Um, and then Blasted. I and then I like the. I like the dick pumping bit, <laughs> where Alex Pettifer's just like looking at it. He can't stop. He can't stop. I wouldn't either. And maybe just when the sister comes and sees Channing Tatum being like all sexy on the stage, and she gets flustered and leaves. I did like that bit. Yeah, you like the, you like the flustered moments. I did. I just liked because <laughs> I know that I'd be the same. Give me your three top magical Mike moments. Okay, Matthew McConaughey. Mhm. Mm just. Hallway through it, his character, his quote unquote character, because I'm pretty sure that's just Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, it just seems like he was playing himself. He seemed like he was having a good time. Mm -hmm. He had the best lines. He was the only campy part of the entire film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, he wore all leather mm -hmm. and a cowboy hat, basically, in every scene. He was a bit of an asshole. He was a bit of a dick, but. He was, he was my top moment. I watched it for Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, I really liked his routine at the end as well. Yeah, that, that was, was good. the hottest strip. That what there was. Um, and I never thought I'd be saying that about Matthew McConaughey. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Look at That's us. That's what Magic Mike will do to you. It'll, <laughs> it'll make you simp for Matthew McConaughey out of everyone in the film. Um, that was my top. I also really liked... Um, Tarzan, I feel like he should have had more. Yeah. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't really rating his like dance ability in any way. I did keep looking out for him in the in the routines. If you just want to watch like the dance routines on YouTube, to be honest, I would recommend that because they are the best parts of the film. Um, watch out for Tarzan, who's like the big one in the corner because he cannot dance and refuses to the whole time. Like everyone else is kind of trying to do these like cool moves and like. I was not paying stuff. attention to him. Maybe I should go back and rewatch the back movement. And just watch him stand there trying to keep up because I don't know if it was the actor or if it was supposed to be his character, but it was very funny. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I did like Tarzan. I did want to see him swinging around on that rope a bit more. Yeah, me I liked, too. I liked when he pinned that woman up against the thing and then carried her up on his shoulder. I thought that was hot. Um. And. Third place has to be when Alex Pettifer asks um, Chang Tatum if they should be best friends. <laughs> it was very cute. That bit was so cute and out of nowhere and seemed very out of character and very strange and I don't know why it was there. No, but I liked it. But I liked it. They, they both jumped off this bridge <coughs> together for some reason, fully clothed for some reason. And then when they're in the water, they only met like that day, right? So they met on the construction site. Then they met in the street and they went to the club together. Then he performs at the strip club. Then they said all night Fucking, with the sorority yeah. girls. And then they jump in the river in the morning. And then Alex Fetifer looks at Johnny Tatum and goes, Hey Mike, I think we should be best friends. And Mike's like, yeah, bro. And that bit, that bit, that's the best bit. What a fucking busy day. It was a long day. Yeah, Jesus oh, Christ. It was a long day. Yeah. Um, 
I think we should be best friends. Yeah. Well, I think we have to wrap it up now because we've actually talked a lot of shit for a lot, <laughs> a long time. But that's, um, that's not like us. Give, <laughs> give me your out of ten. How horny is this film? Ten being the horniest. I'm gonna say four. Okay. Um, and that's for the two montages. The strip montage is a heart. The scene is heart. And. I liked the 4th of July routine as well. Cool. Um, and they're the four horny moments. So we have to give it a four. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Because I do think the first half of the movie is quite horny. But like completely destroys the other five points. By just mm. being so boring and not horny in the second half. Which gives it yeah. a hot total of 9 out of 20. Which is both the most horny and the least horny film that we've watched so far. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on this cinematic journey with us. Yeah. Today. And um, <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week, my loves. Okay.